Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Ah, doing good. You're live? Storms passed with very little incident for us. Uh, I, I saw some of the clouds looking out when I was supposed to be hiding in the basement, and uh, yeah, they looked pretty nasty, but most of it missed us, it looked like. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried for you. I, re- I was genuinely concerned and kept checking weather stuff. I don't normally get nervous uh, during storm events like that because, yeah, like it's. Just go in the basement, whatever. It's going to do what's going to do. But this one was a little scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- tornadoes flying through the Midwest, if no one, if people haven't heard what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. And then, apparently, that's a common thing out here. <laughs> no, no, what's really funny is like they're calling this like a, a massive event, like a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. But there's supposed to be like another version of it coming through on Tuesday, too. So <laughs> Twice-in-a-lifetime event. I think you're gonna have to redefine the 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 scale that you're using to to classify these storms. <laughs> oh, come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com. You can also, more than one way to skin a cat, Kyle. I don't know why you're skinning cats, but there's more than one way to do it. You can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is just hop over to our Discord server. Lots of amazing, brilliant people on there every day. It's a really awesome place to be. And Kyle, you know how much the Discord server costs? Uh, it costs me money. 
cost me postage for free gifts. Bam! But it's free. We don't have any paid tiers or special access areas. Because fuck that shite. Uh, but it does cost us money because, you know, we're going to, when you do to join that server and send us a private message with your email or, and mailing address, we'll just uh, send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. Does, does that make me a socialist? Yeah. Yeah. Sharing oh, resources. Yet. I don't Have you ever been to the public library, Kyle? No. I despise it. Have you ever called the fire department? No. Good. Okay. They've called right. me. They've called you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mostly Sorry. to ask for money. <laughs> did, did you give them money? No. Because <laughs> right, that should be free. <laughs> should be free, damn it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, we're just so glad everybody's here with us. It's a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. And uh, and that's that's what we all are. We are here. Just good, Aww. wonderful times with friends. Speaking of good, wonderful times with friends, Kyle, do we got any show news to report? Yes. Yes, we Ooh. do. We've got a new affiliate link uh, in our Discord that users can check out. Uh, it's exclusive discount for vantatrading.com. Uh, and if you want to learn more about Vanta or Vanta, depending on if you're Southern or not, you can listen to the episode I did with Baba Yaga that'll be coming out on the 10th. Ooh. And then coming out Monday, we've got the round table that we did with the Eric and Eric. It comes out on Monday. <laughs> that was uh, basically the basic premise of that was why don't economists trade and then just kind of spawn some really fun <laughs> discussions out of that. <laughs> Turns out they do a little they, bit. They do. They just have they just have a much wider time frame. Oh, okay. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, they, they invest. They don't trade. Yeah, active investing, I think, is the uh, the the better way of of saying that. Okay, all right. Now that we spoiled it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, there's more to it than that. <laughs> That'll be out on Monday. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, we've got a nonstop, non-returnable, non-negotiable show for you today. Oh, hang on a second. Um, can we can we do that yeah. again? Back it up. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We've got just, just kidding. Just <laughs> nonstop, non-negotiable. Ha! Failed both those. God damn it! You got me, Hedman. <laughs> Bastard. We got lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Janet Yellen flip flops or Dan <laughs> flip flops in this case. <laughs> A lot of flip flops. A lot of flip flopping. <laughs> hey, they're the most comfortable shoes to wear. Non-committal. I hate I hate them. I hate having that little plastic thing between my toes. Oh, you can get them without that, you know. Well, that's the ones I wear, but I don't call them flip flops anymore because they don't. Make you wear that socks s- with them. They make they don't make that slap sound. I will wear socks with them, yes, because f- fuck everybody Gross. else. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I don't want to take my socks off just to put my sandals on. What am I? Nothing. Nothing says I don't care like socks and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely stand up for myself in public if somebody calls me out. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck you, they're my feet. Yeah, I'm self conscious. <laughs> I know my my feet sweat a lot, and uh, and if I got socks to wick up the sweat, they don't they don't smell. Yeah, so now you're just wearing wet, smelly socks instead of yeah. bare feet. It keeps my feet cleaner, and I can just switch out the socks. Uh, that's kind of 
I'm trying to think of the logistics of that. I guess you're taking some of it away, but some of it sticks to your like it. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Too much discussion on this. <laughs> can we can we move on, please? Uh, too too much dirty feet discussion. I thought all your Twitter fans would love it. Oh God, I think they would. <laughs> Reach out to us. Speaking of Twitter, reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Or head over to our Discord. Got the link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to twobulls at financialneptitude.com. That's the number two bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you've found yourself with amnesia and you're trapped in a rural home, enslaved as the caretaker of three horribly behaved kids and their psychopathic father. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we just love it when you reach out. Uh, I think I know what it is. Is with oh okay? Is it? It's not a horror movie. Is it the Goldie Hawn Kurt Russell version you're thinking of, or the <laughs> shitty remake version? I have never seen the shitty remake of Overboard. Well, were they would they gender swapped it to where yeah, Anna Ferris yeah, was the yeah. psychopath? Yeah, because that makes it better, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a lot less horror sounding. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of '80s movies where, if you like, look at the plot, you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! This is horrible." Like, this what, is, yeah, what, yeah. Why, why were we laughing at this? I mean, even like Back to the Future. Like, mm, there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't agree with. <laughs> I just feel uncomfortable now. Why is this high school kid hanging out with this old man so much? Right. <laughs> Oh god. Like, should, shouldn't he have friends his own age? Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, right? I, I guess it's why he goes back in time and makes out with his mom. <laughs> it's not a family friendly movie. No. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's uh let's talk about some bet results. How'd we do, Kyle? All right. Well, when we needed a victory, we turned to our old friend AMC and it tried to deliver. Uh, Bezos was kind enough to uh, to try to help us out. Uh, he sent out a team of investigators to go research the research and acquisition of, of AMC. So that caused the shares to really spike on on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Uh, opened at $4.51 uh, and then it just kind of flagged in a pattern. Um not really going much above five. It closed at closed at five dollars and one cents. So it took our total all the way up to four hundred eighty three dollars and fifty eight cents. Woo! Yeah, I got, that sucker got pinned on Friday. By the way, I know it was trying so hard. I thought it was going to do it, and then uh, random stock P ten wasn't looking all that great until uh, until it rallied nicely. Uh, it opened the week at eleven oh five on Monday. Closed at eleven dollars and seventy cents. Oh, wow. And so random now sits at $524.91 for the month and oh, the win. Oh, no. AMC. Well, to be fair, this is the uh, the exact scenario we were kind of hoping would play out. <laughs> you ready, Joel? You... <laughs> <laughs> so this month's consequences have been given, us to, given to us by random's spokesperson, ChatGPT. So okay. the loser will have to collect as many items on an outdoor scavenger hunt as they can. Uh, the items will be selected at random, uh, and they will be, have to be turned into a sculpture. What? Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm going to give you a list of items to find that you can find outside. That's the only stipulation. 
I have to find them outdoors, like what? Go like walk around the park or something? Uh, just anywhere. Just anywhere outside? Anywhere outside. As long as it's outside and you can find it, it counts. Good Lord. Do I have to dress like a homeless person or does that just bonus points? I don't think there's any bonus points for that. Uh, no. You will get scored based on the rarity of the items. Uh, that will also be determined by ChatGPT and will also factor <laughs> in uh, perhaps the score community voting on the sculpture design. Okay. Okay. Cool. If you want to play along at home, we'll be posting the uh, the scavenger hunt list and in the Discord channel. Yeah, uh, the Discord channel for the uh, bet results. And then, are we gonna are we gonna also do the sculptures in the Discord, or are we gonna throw those on Twitter? Do like Twitter poll. I was just gonna do them in the Discord and let people All vote right. there. Do it in the Discord. Yeah, sounds good to yeah, me. Forget the Twitter world; they don't get the vote on this. I, well, I was gonna say I heard that there's gonna be uh, they're, they're like changing the rules, so you have to be verified and pay their monthly thing if you want to run a poll. Oh, well, that's a good thing that our account is verified. Oh, we we got the blue check mark. We do. Now that it doesn't mean anything, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Should we move on and talk about some news? Yeah, let's, uh, but first, maybe we should talk no, about... we don't need to anymore. Why? I have pre-recorded that. Well, don't we have to at least, like, introduce the pre-recording? Oh, I guess we could. I, I mean, I thought that's what you're doing there. How, how does the pre-recording start? Uh, I, I, I just assumed we would say, hey, Ed, let's, before we talk about some news, let's, uh, let's see, oh. let's talk a little bit about, uh, the some of our sponsor affiliates. No, no, I was going to put that in the very beginning at the pre-roll where we do our intro. Wait, so by now we've already talked about it? Yes, we've already talked about it. All right. Let's talk about some news. <laughs> Dow drops deep on moving inflation. COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You got to recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just Trading information. Yeah, we Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. Okay, where should we uh, start this thing off? Oh, well, there's just so much. Um, I, I I would say... How about, how about the beginning? I'll just go at the top of the list. Okay, okay. Uh, stocks did really well this week. <laughs> NASDAQ had its best quarter since 2020. Uh, apparently, the inflation results were better than expected, or softer than expected, at least. Okay. Let's see. Core price pressures eased in February, according to Barclays in an economic research note on Friday. said, on balance, the easing of February's PCE inflation was fairly broad-based across goods and services, barring housing. Uh, more on housing uh, in another story that I got to. So, core PCE, which is the Fed's preferred inflation uh, gauge that ex- Includes energy and food prices was up 0.3% last month for a year-over-year rate of 4.6. 
but that was lower than forecast uh, and softened from the 4.7% increase seen over the 12 months through January. So it's still going up, but it's going up slower. And that's good, apparently. Yes. Any any reason to twist it into good news. <laughs> right. Uh, well, if you do watch the, the CME's FedWatch tool, you can kind of pay attention to where the expectations are for the next meeting. And it's 50-50 on no cut or a 25 bit. Actually, slightly more towards the, the flat aspect of it. <laughs> Hooray! They're, yeah, they're not yeah, raising yeah. it anymore. Right. For, for this, this, this round. Yeah. Well, if you if you go out and look at the December forecast, you'll see that they're actually predicting looks like 50 bips and cuts uh, is what the median prediction is. So even though the Fed's saying they're not going to do it, uh, market participants disagree. Yeah, well, I stand by my statement. It's going to be bad news every time. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I'll believe it when when I get there. Right. I'm right and the market is wrong, Kyle. The market is wrong. Right. That's the assumption I always base my decision making on. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. What else was that? Uh, consumer spending was up uh, 0.2% in February. Personal incomes were up 0.3% according to a Bureau of Economic Analysis that was reported on Friday. Uh, Mike Scordelli's head of the U.S. economics at Truist said in a phone interview Friday, the incomes and spendings are hanging in there and inflation's cooling. That has positive implications for the markets and the economy. Okay. Is that, and that's why everybody's buying stocks again. I think what actually happened is that everybody was trying to position short. And what did we learn from George way back at the very beginning of this show? <laughs> if everybody is already sold, then what are they now? They're buyers. Yeah. There's no more sellers left. I I did see a tweet from Michael Burry that was pretty much like this is the biggest buy the dip generation ever. I give up. <laughs> is that tweet deleted already? I don't know. It could have been fake. It was on Reddit, so oh, <laughs> it could have just been fake for a laugh. But I thought it was funny. That seems like something he would say. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> Stop making me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, uh, so a lot of people, uh, the rest of this article continues with Kim Kahi Forrest, uh, somebody over at Bach Capital Partners that I've never heard of. Uh, she apparently thinks that GDP is what matters. And if GDP holds up while inflation comes down, then stocks are going to continue doing well. Mm. Yeah, so I guess, uh, I guess on to the next data point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, apparently... The the good news is also reflected in Europe. I guess the inflation over there has fallen to its slowest pace in more than a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the according to CNN Business, prices in the twenty countries that use the euro rose six point nine percent, which is a sharp decline from eight and a half percent in February. So it's still rising, but it's rising slower, and that's great news. That's what we want, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that's what you have to see in a turnaround. I mean, inflation's pretty much going to rise unless we do something drastic to make it go the other way, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. At this point, it feels like um, we're on our back and the bully is punching us. And it's like, hey, he's getting tired. These punches aren't so hard anymore. (laughs) All right. I get through this so, so you, yeah rope a dope right right really wearing them out 
got you right where I want you. <laughs> Five or six more shots in the face, and I'll get up and flip this thing around. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping he breaks a wrist. Keeps going like that. Uh, I had mentioned uh, home prices as another piece of news that came out this week. Uh, home prices had actually fallen three point one percent in March. That mm. is also the largest annual decline since two thousand nine. Wow. Something that we've been waiting for is to see the housing market kind of start to to cool off a bit. But the funny thing is, if you read the rest of this article here, they, the fallen home prices have not been matched by a fallen borrowing demands. So mortgage approvals have actually improved for the first time since August. So I think I think there's still I think what this is saying is there's still a ton of demand out there. Uh, just as the price is correct, then those buyers are starting to pop back up and and get interested again. Buying the dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buying all the dips. Every dip. Every you get dip. a dip. You get a dip. You get a dip. Oh, wow. All right. What else you got for us today? Uh, I came across a story talking about how uh, the SVB, Silicon Valley Bank bailout, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Senate Banking Committee hearing uh, last Tuesday uh, let it be known that when they just bailed the whole thing out, the 10 largest deposit accounts had a combined $13.3 billion. Oh, oh. So there was a lot of billionaire, <laughs> a lot of billionaires bailed out there. That was the. Out of, out of how many? Oh, well, it was just the, the 10 largest accounts. Uh, how, what was the big. What's the total number of that? I'm trying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to find. Like, what percentage of that is of the total assets? And are those are those the largest clients, like people, or are those the largest clients, including like corporations? Uh the 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 article did not say. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't look like it specifies. Bailout total. Also, how many of them were Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Uh, it was $25 billion in taxpayer funds, according to a Fortune.com article. Oh, but that was after some people already pulled theirs, I'm guessing, right? Uh, yes, yes. But still, uh, that's a large percentage. 94% of Silicon Valley's deposits were uninsured. Meaning over the, the over, FDIC yeah, limit? Yeah. The, the average figure for large banks is, is about half that level. Billionaires are important to the economy, Dan. I, I don't understand why you can't figure this out. Like we cannot <laughs> afford to lose our billionaires. That's our shining light in the darkness. That's right. It's, That's if people don't have something to aspire to, they'll lose hope. Right. Do we really want another country to have more billionaires than us? Than us. <laughs> like, like, so look, look. If you want to be on a winning team, then you got to do, you know. The dirty Ups. jobs and let the stars shine. <laughs> let the stars shine. Let the stars shine. <laughs> oh, oh God. well, I, as a taxpayer who paid taxes into the government that bailed them out, I just hope that once the bank starts turning a profit, I'll get to see some of that. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. Also, it's I a, thought uh, it, I thought it wasn't any taxpayer money. It was. It was. The FDIC doesn't get their money from. <laughs> I actually don't think that they do. I think it's uh, no. I they get that... it. They get it from uh, assessments on insured banks. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, 
It's a good thing that they uh, have so many assessments that they can afford to cover twenty some billion dollars worth of. Right, I guess they they got a hundred twenty five billion dollar deposit insurance fund. Good lord, that's hey, that's that's, that's you know, it sounds sounds good. Keep, keep yeah. the machine rolling, right? Oh, all right, fair enough. Um, I I wasn't in this article, and it's nothing that I posted on the Discord, but I I was looking at a thing that was showing how. Every uh, decade since 1920, the amount of banks in um, the U.S. has gone down. So, like, Mm. in 1920, there was, like, 31,000 different banks in the U.S. Right. And now there's, like, 4,200 different banks. Only the strong survive, Dan. (laughs) Right? Is that how that works? (laughs) Right, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're getting it's what was that the fucking stallone movie with the seashells like are we going to just get down to like four corporations and that's it uh, as long as it's taco bell that's the winner i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which yeah. i'm gonna make a reservation for taco bell this afternoon yeah you should uh you should right. should we should we move on uh you got anything else that you want to cover in uh, the general news here um I, I did have a, a story about AI tech tech experts saying, because I don't know uh, if people have been following, but I guess this whole week story has been coming out about we need to put a pause on developing AI. Mm, okay. Okay. And, what's the, what's the fear? Um, with AI is developing too fast. Ah. Uh. Um, and, and so even Elon Musk added his signature to a letter causing calling for a pause, but uh, some tech experts have come out and called it bullshit. Yeah, that kind of sounds like uh, fear-mongering kind of stuff, doesn't it? I I do think so. Uh, how, however, I also fully... I, I consider it a coin toss whether or not AI will be benevolent or uh, <laughs> hurt us. <laughs> Look... Just make sure you pepper in your chat GPT conversations with tons of please and thank yous and we should be fine. Right, right. While I do consider it fear mongering, I do also consider some of the fear deserved to be mongered. I think that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm really impressed with chat GPT, man. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it does some things like extremely well and it does some things very poorly. Yeah, yeah, but it's come so far from where like because you know we've been doing computers since the 90s like to to see it now where i don't know maybe seven out of ten times like wow okay that sounds like a person put that together like and it was fast the funny thing is, i was actually remembering speech to text the other day like in typing class playing around with that making it say stupid shit uh, like that kind of feels like what we're doing with chat gpt again yeah <laughs> or at least that's how I use it. <laughs> Kyle smells like a butt. Smells like a butt. Smells like a butt. God <laughs> damn it. I got you. I got you. And now ChatGPT knows that forever. Forever. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's talk right, about some on. stocks. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do it. Song? Where's the song? Now it's talk about stocks time. 
Looking for setups It's still not advice Big moves, fresh news And earnings All that we're saying It's still not advice Stop Please don't sue us Alright, can I kick this thing off with some more Activision news? Yeah, let's do it uh, Japan has become the latest uh, group, the Japan's Fair Trade Commission, to approve the deal between Microsoft and Activision. Uh, which isn't that where Sony's based out of, or is Sony a South Korean country or company? So, Sony's Japanese. That's what I thought. Like I would have thought that uh, the Japanese regulators would be uh, more likely to side with Sony. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, the, wow. the fact that they came out and was like, yeah, we don't see any danger in the merger of these two companies. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of a huge boost for, for this deal going through, I think. Yeah. And in fact, I think we're starting to see the, the sentiment changing on this. Uh, uh, hopefully it happens before June, because I would like to get paid on my calls. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think, what's the next step? I think we're expecting uh, sometime in April we should get final word on the European uh, uh, commission's uh, ruling on this, so I think that'll be the next milestone to really pay attention to. But if that comes through positive, then I think maybe we see another bounce in this stock. Yeah, it's. I mean, do mergers usually take this long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on how big they are, but um, yeah, it can take a while. It could take. I mean, they always said that this was going to close at some time. I think they projected like quarter two of twenty twenty three, but uh, I mean. Their projections were far off, and that was before all the opposition started really getting, uh, um, what's the word, cantankerous, I think we could say. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, there's a shitload of paperwork they have to go through. Um, yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, it's going to be a while. I know, uh, uh, speaking of mergers, uh, California has joined three other states uh, to stop the JetBlue Spirit Airlines merger. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. There's a U.S. Justice Department lawsuit. I think we talked about it like a month or two ago, uh, aiming at preventing JetBlue from buying Spirit Airlines. Huh. Now, California, Maryland, New Jersey, and North Carolina have all signed on to the lawsuit. What's their reasoning? Uh, they say it's going to lead to higher fares, fewer seats. JetBlue and Spirit, like what are their sizes by comparison? It's not like it's Delta and United Airlines getting together. Yeah, JetBlue is buying Spirit for $3.8 billion. Right. Uh, yeah, these are smaller airlines that do from like regional airports kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this is kind of a strange one for the, somebody to fight. So, yeah, I guess the idea is like, you guys are like the discount smaller airlines. And then if you merge into like one bigger one, then people have less options when they want to fly smaller discount airlines. <laughs> I mean, um, Legion's still active. And I don't think, does JetBlue even fly into the same places that a Spirit does? Good question. Um, I mean, I would have to say that probably in California, Maryland, New Jersey, North Carolina. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> You know, according to the JetBlue CEO, Robin Hayes, they're going to boost available seats and start charging less. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Saying consumers would save money, but if consumers are saving money, then that would mean the airline's charging less. Well, it, it depends on if the airline can improve efficiencies by combining with uh, Spirit. Like if that's going to give them 
that's somehow going to trim their operating costs, then yeah, I could see that being potential. Okay, they they're going to trim their operating costs and they're going to charge less money. Right. Yeah, no that doesn't seem likely. Like, yeah, like oh, oh, yeah, we bought our rivals, so yeah, of course, of course we'll start selling seats for less. Well, here's the thing. Like when you want when there's extra competition, people bring the prices down in order to drive their competitors out of business so that way they can acquire them. And then when the choice is gone, then they raise the prices. Yes. So and they still have would... to get rid of Allegiant, right? Allegiant. So as long as Allegiant's around, I think you're still <laughs> still okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does that separately, logic make sense? <laughs> Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody uh, uh, got rid of a, finished up a state probe into the deal after JetBlue promised to increase seating capacity by at least 50% in both Fort Lauderdale and Orlando airports if the merger is completed. Mm-hmm. So how is it? So promises, Kyle. Promises, yeah. promises. Can JetBlue CEO Robin Hayes promise enough to get this this, this purchase pushed uh, through? He, we'll, we'll see. Has he tried giving them money? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the missing piece. Oh, look. I have this... <laughs> briefcase full of money here did you drop this this isn't mine you must have it's got your name on it got your name on it it's uh and it also has a reminder on here too it says to do approved deal i already approved the deal so it can't be me can't be me right i i wouldn't even have the power to approve this deal this isn't my note (laughs) (laughs) oh shit oh yeah anything else for stocks yeah, the last big thing was we kind of touched on it again uh, in the uh, uh, bet results there, but with Bezos jumping in and exploring the possibility of purchasing AMC, uh, definitely something we got to kind of look into a little bit more here. Mm. Uh, most people seem to think that this is not going to happen; that it actually makes zero sense. Um, Let's see. Wedbush Securities said that's, how, that, that's what I felt when you told me about it this week. Yeah, the week. Wedbush Securities, they said that they don't think AMC is a likely acquisition target given its massive debt and inflated valuation. They think that buying, they'd be better off buying the United Kingdom's uh, Cineworld Group PLC, which filed for bankruptcy protection in September. So they can get that for much cheaper, get a smaller footprint of theaters. Um, the price per screen, I think, came in. It's something that was more reasonable and a little bit less than what the industry standard was um, pre-pandemic if they were to go the Cineworld uh, route. But it's kind of weird. Like, why do you th- does Amazon even want that? It's not like they want the rights because they already acquired MGM Grand, didn't they, to, to get the rights to all their titles? Yeah, they did. So unless they want actual screens to be able to showcase like their movies to try to get them up for awards and try to win some of the, you know, get some of that sweet Oscar sponsorship. Uh, like, I'm not sure what the reasoning even would be. I, uh, the only thing that comes to my mind is like Jeff Bezos is like, like, uh, you know, it's like, I want Amazon to own everything like movie <laughs> theaters too. Yeah. You know, t- Actually, bring it how on board. many, how many people does Amazon employ? Maybe that's the question we should ask. Maybe they don't want the company. They just want the employees. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, 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 yeah. You're loading boxes now. You're driving trucks. Right, right. <laughs> I, but I make popped corn. Yeah, well, that's shut down. Anymore, son. <laughs> you just stuff it in this box and tape it up. <laughs> try not to get run over by a fork truck. <laughs> that popcorn is for packing materials now. Don't bother with the butter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, All right. That wraps up what I was looking at this week. Got, Anything else cut your eye? Uh, yeah. Virgin Orbit has collapsed. Collapse collapsed? Yeah, Richard Branson's Virgin Orbit, the billionaire. Uh, you may remember him from... Oh, yeah, yeah. The faux astronaut? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, their space... His space company... Um, I don't think... I don't think this was. Uh, did they rename it Virgin Orbit? The, the no, one? no, no. This was a separate version or separate, separate one. This one was like, yeah, it had to do with satellites and shit. The other yeah, one, was yeah, 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 not, space not tourism. space tourism. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is not the space tourism. But uh, so five years in, uh, the CEO Dan Hart has told employees that they're ceasing operations for the foreseeable future. Hmm. They That's weren't. Not... weren't yeah, they ran out of money. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, they they're cutting eighty-five percent of the head, uh, the workforce. Yeah, that uh, sucks for them. So is that? My question is: is like you lay off eighty-five percent of the workforce? Does that mean fifteen percent of the workforce is just going to sit around and get paid for a while till they're completely out of money? Uh, more than likely, they're the ones that are like doing all the record keeping and winding down of the operations. Uh, probably while they try to sell, sell off whatever assets they have left. Okay. Okay. My guess is, uh, well, I mean, because you got to keep paying the CEO, right? Uh, that's the last to go, right? Yeah. 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 And then gotta, you need all of the, you need all of his guys, so that way he has someone to tell what to do. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then you probably need all your lawyers still, <laughs> uh, and probably HR. Could you imagine being being one of like the people like, <laughs> like yeah, I still have a job, but but that job is wrapping up the. The finalization <laughs> yeah. of closing the company. Okay. Yeah, your job now is to go and uh, bubble wrap the plane so that way it's ready to go to auction. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great on a resume. Oversaw the collapse of Virgin Orbit. I'm an IT guy. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, stock started the year at $1.85 a share. It's now down around 20 cents for an uh, almost 90% decline. Uh, does this mean that's Space uh, is going down. Virgin Galactic. That's I, what I'm wondering. I I didn't load up the chart or anything, but I probably should have. It has not been looking good. I could tell you that. <laughs> it's just uh, it always seemed weird that they had two of these companies. Like like yeah. it seemed like you've been yeah. better off like pooling your contracts and designing one ship that can do both the things that you want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't. Virgin Orbit and Virgin Galactic, they both use the same thing. They've got they've got like a modified Boeing that takes it up into the atmosphere and then they launch from the plane. Yeah, yeah. I think they both uh, use a similar method, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's no vertical takeoff. Mm. All right, well, you so... You know what actually works a lot better to launch a satellite in orbit? What's that? Just put it in a centrifuge and spin it really fast. <laughs> what? Like yeah, that's, that's... You, never, you haven't seen those? That's no. like a legit company. It's like just flinging things into space, into orbit. 
just from a centrifuge, like a like a yeah, like a, a futuristic space sling, like David used Pretty to slay much. Goliath. Like, yeah, watch whoosh. watch the the videos of that thing. That thing is fucking fascinating to watch. Okay, I did. Wow. All right. Oh, I was gonna say space elevator, but <laughs> space elevator would be nice too. We, we've yet to. I don't remember the name of, of the company. Spin launch. Spin launch is the company. That's a it's a startup. Spin launch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they've actually run some really cool tests. Uh, I think you can actually watch the camera of uh, one of their test flights. Well, that's flung something up there. That's great for inanimate objects. Oh yeah, that won't work for people, <laughs> uh, unless unless it's a one way trip, I guess. <laughs> Uh, you know, if uh, that, that'd be an interesting death penalty, like I'll take the spin launch, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Just fling my body into space. Well, I don't know. Could that because it's only the acceleration and deceleration that hurts you. If you spin it up slow enough, maybe a human can survive it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the centri- except it's in a circle. So yeah, centrifugal <laughs> force would squish you. You'd have to spin it from a much wider area, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, so it'd have to be probably from orbit would probably be the only safe way to be able to get those speeds up without killing somebody. But then you'd already be in orbit, so you don't need to get flown. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see the flaw. Uh, all right, spin <laughs> launch. I'm not going to space with you. <laughs> no, we'll just put a bungee cord to your foot. <laughs> that way it takes up the slack, <laughs> pulls you up slower. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> All right, should we yeah. uh, should we move on? Let's talk. Do some advertising. All right, let's do it. Let's do some advertising. Yay, advertising! Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
All right. What do you want to talk about now, Dan? Um, I saw you posted some really good stories. You know uh, that the company that's probably done the best because of cryptocurrencies is probably NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah, buying yeah. Couldn't their find video a fucking cards. graphics card for years. Yeah. 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 They've come. <laughs> I don't know what led them to do this. It's so weird. <laughs> they came out and said, uh, and I quote, cryptocurrencies do not bring anything useful for society. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. NVIDIA, man, shitting on your clients. I know. You know what else doesn't bring anything useful for society? Video games? Data centers. Data centers. <laughs> data centers that mine our data. How useful is that to me and society? <laughs> this is, oh, God. Oh, this is like, uh, this is, to me, this is like Tyson Foods being like, people who eat chicken are fucking dumb. Chicken doesn't have any nutritional value. Chicken has no nutritional value. <laughs> you eat chicken. You're, we here at Tyson are vegan. Right. If you eat our products, <laughs> we hate you. <laughs> oh, I guess they never really actually uh, embraced it. I didn't. I was not aware of that. Mean, they released uh, software that constrained the ability to use their graphics cards. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, uh, back in 2021, they released software that artificially constrained the ability to use its graphic cards from being used to mine the popular Ethereum cryptocurrency in an effort to ensure supply went to their preferred customers instead, who include AI researchers and gamers. Wow. Wow. So they're like, we can't make enough product and it keeps getting purchased by the cryptocurrency people. So let's try and tweak it. It's just, oh, wow. Let's try and use software to keep crypto people from buying our product. That is so weird. Wow. Like, why do you care who uses what? Like, you, shouldn't, you don't get a say in who uses your product for what after you made it. Right. Like your part of the chain is done. <laughs> you have no more responsibilities after that other than to ensure that it still functions as it should. God damn it. Too many people are buying the Ford Mustang to race it in racing events. Let's put a throttle on uh, it. So you can't... Actually, they do that. They do that. Mm, that they, th shit. they throttle the Ford Mustang so people don't race it? They throttle every car. They'll put our speed limiters on there so you can't hit the max yeah shows how much risk i take while driving i know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had to uh, i got a special uh, uh chipset thing that i'll write the the, the uh, to the computer of my g8 and i had to take because i think i was capping me out at like 126 and I'm like fuck that <laughs> so now it, uh, i think i peaked it at 170 something what oh God, that's sorry. No, I—that's where the peak is now. I haven't hit that oh, okay, yet. I've okay. only hit about one. Whew. I've only hit about one thirty, one forty in it. Even still, like oh, that makes me queasy just to think about. I'm I'm such a coward when it comes it to high was speeds. Too smooth. It felt too good to be driving that fast. I haven't done it since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much like an Nvidia graphics card. Um, no. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Nvidia was the best for the crypto stuff because of its parallel processing, but uh, apparently, apparently they didn't like they that. Didn't like that. That's. I find that fascinating. Yeah. Like, why do you care? Yeah. Why do you care? Right. I mean, you're selling yeah. out of your product. Like, what's the, what's the yeah? Idea? That's what you should care about. Uh, at least that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Hmm. Anyway. I. S 
I saw something that caught my eye. A report from Citibank uh, titled Monies, Tokens, and Games, Blockchain's Next Billion Users and Trillions in Value. Uh, Worst title I've seen in a while, but they're expecting billions of users and trillions of dollars in value to pour into what they call CBDCs, or Central Bank Digital Currencies. Huh. So a CBDC is a digital alternative to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're expected to be pegged to fiat currencies like the US dollar or British pound. Hmm. Central bank of the issuing currency will control these digital currencies with current trials indicating that most of them will not be blockchain based. However, some of them will have blockchain interoperabilities or BDLT specific. So run it group. Ronit Goose, goddamn these fucking names, <laughs> projected that $5 trillion will be circulating in the economy in CBDCs by the end of the decade. Uh, that is roughly the annual GDP of Japan, the world's third largest economy. Yeah, wow. Sounds like a stable coin, doesn't it? It really does. But if its central bank is issuing it, then I guess it's okay. We Well, it's something we've expected for a while like eventually yeah. the ba- big banks are going to come in they make their own digital dollar it, it, it sounds like they're not the only ones about enough like this uh, bank of america in january uh had also they'd issued a research report describing cbdc's and stable coins as a natural evolution of money and payments mm. uh, they had said CBDs have the potential to revolutionize global financial systems and may be the most significant technological advancement in the history of money. That was global <laughs> crypto and digital asset strategist of the Bank of America. Oh yeah, now that now that uh, it's going to be tied to fiat currency, uh, it's groundbreaking. <laughs> right. <laughs> and important. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh shit. Oh uh, yeah, so so yeah. CBDCs, CBDCs, new thing, the the new old thing. You say CBD, and all I think is marijuana. I know, I know, me too. Uh, you know that they had to have come up with that acronym, just hoping to <laughs> to get some of that crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me some of the C. I want CBD, A, B, C, D, get yeah, all of it. I want all of it. What about a uh, uh, let's see, what would a TH currency be? The, the hit currency, the hip currency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. THC. Give me that uh, THC. Oh. All right. Well, well. Anything else you wanted to, to touch on here? Yeah, real quick. Um, I would like to issue an apology for making fun of Trump NFTs. No. Oh. Uh, when did you do that? Uh, I might not have done it on air, but I've definitely done it in person. Uh, and I'd uh, like to make yeah, a you public. probably have. Uh, I, I'd like to make a public apology um, following uh, the the news of of indictment in New York. Uh, his, his Trump NFTs have soared. The uh, the floor price of his, the Trump <laughs> NFT trading cards uh, was 0.41 Ethereum, or about seven hundred and forty eight US dollars on March thirtieth. Mm-hmm. The floor price. <laughs> okay so that's the bare minimum that's the bare minimum if you want one 750 dollars right. okay. okay the highest sale was at 1700 dollars. good lord yeah yeah so i ooh, i uh yeah i i was i was wrong these uh at, at the moment great investment at the, shit even since the since the 30th 
Uh, as of the first, they're up to the floor price is up to nine hundred sixty-seven dollars now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, 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 apologies. Apologies. These. Okay. For the time being, very, very successful investment. If you bought any Trump, <laughs> Trump NFT trading cards. Oh man, we'll have to track that and see how well. Can we short those? Oh. I don't think you can. Let me borrow your NFT and sell it. <laughs> I'll buy it back. No, I, know, I don't think right? you can short it because they're they're individual and unique. Yeah, yeah, that makes it a little difficult, doesn't it? Yeah. I, oh. <sighs> anyway, all right. Shall we uh, draw, motherfucker? We... Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> oh shit! I just closed it up. Ah, oh, there it is. Ouch. Oh, fuck me. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I made you made you sweat before I fired that gun, Sean. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slow on the mouse. Yeah. All right. What do you got for us this week? How is your? You got any good, bad, or ugly to discuss? Uh, the the good was I sat down and uh, uh, drew up the plan and. Um, Monday, I'm I'm depositing money in my AMP account, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna start pay, with the paper trading for at least a month, mm-hmm. and I'm getting back in. Start starting Monday. I've got the got everything lined up. That's my good. I love it. I love it. Ready to go. Ready to go. Gonna be waking up as of this Monday. I'm gonna be waking up uh, to 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 do the market. To do the market. To do the market. I'm gonna leave. You know, to do market things. Market things. I'm gonna be getting up at five thirty a.m. Okay, you happy? Ugh. Son of a bitch market. It's- oh man, you went the wrong direction when you moved. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> uh I I had an interesting good this week. Uh it actually happened on a trade that I had sized down on because I didn't didn't like something about the conditions of mm. it. Um uh, that was something was giving me red flags about the trade in general. And rather than miss another setup, I said, okay, I'll just cut down the size and uh, that way I can still at least, you know, keep my, like, that felt like a good compromise, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed though, while I was sitting in that trade is I didn't feel that nearly the same inner struggle that I usually feel when I'm sitting in a trade or had been feeling for the past couple of weeks. Mm. Like that, that feeling of like, Oh, I want to cut this. Oh, I need to cut this. I need to flatten. Oh, take profit now. Oh, it's going against me. Oh, I'm the worst trader in the world kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like all the all that inner shit that goes on in your head when you're sitting in a position. And I realized that I think I had been pushing too hard on this eval account. I think I, I think I was taking too much risk. Uh, so I, I went for the rest of the week. I, I adjusted my size back down to one hundred and fifty dollars max risk instead of the two hundred I was using. And my comfort levels or the ability to sit through a trade just got immediately better. Well done. That's that's great to hear. Yeah, but it's also so now I got to think of a way because I want to keep myself on that edge of comfort. So I don't want to go. I don't want to be too comfortable with what I'm trading. I want it to still matter somewhat, but I just I don't want it to be that extreme. If that makes sense. So so going forward, I'll have to be a little more intentional or structured with how I increase my risk parameters or risk tolerance. Like push it to the edge of comfort, let that become comfortable, and then push it again, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, so uh, I think that was my good was having that realization. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta size and risk where you're comfortable. It's just funny that it was uh, it was that like just a 
Like if I, I don't, I, I'm sure I could have had many other opportunities to notice it. And uh, I think it was the conversation I had with Baba that, that clued me in on, on being aware of that. So I guess I should say thank you to him for, <laughs> for sharing what he shared. Yeah. Thank you, Baba. All right. Do you have a bad? I did. Oh, what was it? Uh, when I didn't read the news, I saw AMC spike and I bought puts. Oh, Oh, and if I'd read the news that Bezos was considering buying them, I I maybe uh, uh, wouldn't have gone so heavy. Uh, the next day, I I had a pro- I was showing twenty five percent profit. I did not sell any of it, and uh, uh, that's my bad. I held on to them and took a total loss. Oh, because I got pinned on Friday. That's that's why I was I was watching it Friday just be pinned all day. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're betting against us? Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. That's what you get. Um, now it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a ton of money, you know. I only, yeah, yeah. I think I only had 150 dollars in the account at the time, but now I only have 90 dollars. So, right. Well, I mean, regardless of the size of your account, right? We should be practicing good controls or good practices. Yeah, yeah. If you can't do it with a little amount, it, then it really was not taking profit when I had it. And it was like afterwards, so when I was looking at it, I was like, Dan, you knew better. Like what why didn't you like oh yeah, you're greedy. You were like, oh AMC's gonna fall the three dollars and not even look at the news. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh jeez. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, that's ugly. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It depends on what you got for ugly, then. <laughs> uh, that, 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 and that's all I did this week. <laughs> uh, my bad was uh, messing up uh, brackets on a trade on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know how many times we talked about checking your brackets. Uh-huh. This is another one of those scenarios where I forgot to adjust my position size. I didn't have my stops uh, set, so I was scrambling to put all that in place after I put the order on. Oh. Uh, but while I was adjusting the stops and take profits to put them where they belonged, I forgot. I didn't notice that I wasn't sized correctly. So I had way too little of a position oh. on a trade that ended up winning. Uh-oh. So it, it really just highlighted to me the importance of, of why you want your position size to be consistent like that, because that little snafu there took me from being what should have been slightly green week to basically flat or a slight loss because of commissions. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're, if, if everything lines up to where your losses are, you're taking double the risk than your wins. Like you, that, that's another way to bring yourself to ruin. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like those need to be consistent. If you want to let the numbers play out. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. So I uh, got to reinforce that lesson this week and then on my ugly my i think you'll recognize this one too um that trade that i was mentioning there uh had a snafu happen where when the take profit was hit for the first uh for the core of the position basically uh it did not adjust the stops i still had a stop for the full size in in place and active and i could see that on there like wait wait a minute i don't want to accidentally flip you know, directions if this comes back against me. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to just be out of my position and flat. So I tried to adjust the the stop to get the quantity to show correctly and it accidentally took it off. So I lost that and ah! my take profit with the position. And this has happened two times that I can think of in the past. And both times Robert has been kind enough to tell me how I can just send those uh, brackets to, to reestablish them 
based on your position. And I had done nothing to learn that until the third time it bit me in the foot. <laughs> and to me, that's an ugly. Like how many, how many opportunities do you need for something to tell you, hey, this could be a potential problem and not do anything about it? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little disappointed in myself on that one. Like I knew this was an issue. I'd identified it as an issue and I still hadn't figured out how to do it. Yeah, that qualifies as an ugly for sure. But guess what I know how to do now? <laughs> On the plus side, I got the hotkeys and everything set up so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. But yeah, I don't, need, uh, I don't need a catastrophic failure to happen three times before I finally take action, though. I need to... Apparently you do. I need to do better at that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh. oh, well. All right. Uh, I I think uh, I think AMC not taking profit uh, was a bad. The ugly was being stubborn and not getting out of the trade and watching it. The value of my puts go to zero on Friday. Mm, yeah, yeah. That was that mm -hmm. was me being ugly. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> uh, I can't even be like, well, I'm out of practice. Like, no, there's just no excuse. Right. <laughs> oh God, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about too. Uh, I'm right. The market's wrong. I was even, yep, I'm even yep. sitting there in the kitchen explaining to Jamie Lynn how market makers have to hedge and how a price will get pinned because of the, just because of the options that everybody's purchased and everybody's sold. Right. I'm like, it's, it's, it's not like they're doing anything nefarious. Like <laughs> they're literally, they're just being like, well, no, this is, we have to have these shares to cover these options. And then these options got sold. Okay. So we got to shift. Now we got to sell the shares. Now we got to buy them again. Now we got to sell them again. And then the price just ends up being at five bucks. Like, right. Sons of bitches. And I didn't help. I'm, I bought $5 puts. I'm part of the problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Should we, uh, should we do a bet and wrap this thing up? Oh yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's do a good bet for April. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> April Fools. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. All right, uh, for bet picks this week, uh, I was dodging weather yesterday, so I didn't get to do a whole lot of research. Mm -hmm. uh, I did ask our Discord to give us some suggestions, so if we want to take a look at some of those, we can uh, we can crowdsource it this time, oh. take the pressure off. Okay, okay, because we've been doing so good. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got... Uh, White Boy Rick suggested uh, MPW, SQ, and AI as tickers to take a look at. Wow. Okay. Well, you want to pick one and I'll pull it up? Uh, why don't you start with the start with SQ? That was the one that looked the most interesting when I was uh, checking them this morning before we started recording. SQ. Block Incorporated. Okay. Looking at the daily. Interesting. It's filling its gap down. That looked like some pretty solid something happened on the 23rd. And right now we've got a couple of dojis on the daily right at the 200-day simple moving average. Uh, Oppenheimer just put out a report on him. 
that gapped him down. Blocks catch user count yeah. assertions. Oppenheimer's saying they're inflating their user count. Interesting. So we want to short so, short them. That's kind of the direction I was leading. Now, White Boy Rick was really smart in not giving us any directional plays. He just gave us tickers He's to look, like, at. look at. This one. <laughs> yeah, so smart move, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be wrong if you don't pick a side. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. It's very uh, true. There's that one, and then there was AI, which, uh, ooh, that okay, that one looks even more interesting. AI. Yeah, ticker is AI. C three dot AI Incorporated. Yep. Whoa, what the fuck is their news? I don't know, it's but since the... January, they've been suddenly getting a whole lot of interest in their stock. The volume has been. Looks like it's just AI news, like people talking about AI. Is that when ChatGPT came out at the end of January? Maybe that's when we started talking about it. Huh. Uh, wow. Um, I I think I think this has got another ten dollars to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, I mean, because it was it IPO'd ninety hundred dollars, hundred fifteen. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's it's been as high as one hundred eighty three ninety. So it okay. it's coming off of some lows, some ten dollar lows. I mean, that's that's a wild swing from twenty twenty one. Yeah, and I like how it. Uh, I mean, it's well above some some points that I would have expected some resistance at. I think it's into or getting into a block where probably see it push up to like forty forty three uh, if the momentum yeah. can continue carrying it. Yeah, I, I mean, a twenty one and a half percent gain on Friday is huge. So, what? Uh, maybe a pullback down to thirty. I don't even know where you get a pullback on this. Let's go into the lower time I mean, frame 20, charts here. Looks like uh, we got the volume. I would expect at twenty-eight to be just based on the volume profile. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight. 28 half. That would take it. That would take it back to almost the open on Friday. It would. It would. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Is that reasonable, or are we going to say like 30, 31? I would take, I would try to get in. I think 31 half looks like a better entry, but you can stagger it. We could go half at 31 and half, and then the other half at 28. Mm, okay. I can, I could go that way. Okay. Sure. All right. Let's do that. Let's do let's it. Do, that. do it. Uh, 28 even. Um, you think it'll pull back all, all, all the way? 28? Probably not. I mean, we can go a little... Let's say go with that. 29. 29. Okay. Sounds good to me. And take profit at 40? 40, 40? Yeah, it gets to 40, definitely. <laughs> okay. We'll just close it out at there. Yeah. <laughs> Happy enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, take take half profit at 37 and half and the rest at 40. Okay. And that's Even that is wildly optimistic right <laughs> another half at 40 all right now uh, we need a random stock let's get some dice rolls three and four so new york stock exchange basic industries <laughs> um huh interesting ryerson holding corporation r-y-i r-y-i is that the name of the insurance salesman in groundhog's day Ryerson? 
Ned, yeah. Ned Ryerson. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> the guy who punches in the face in the one shot. Yeah. Ned? <laughs> oh, yeah. You get, I love gives him the hug cheek to cheek. Right. I miss right. you so much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Ryerson Holding Corp engages in Groundhog Day related merchandise or life insurance. Oh, yeah. Right. No, 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 it's non-energy minerals and steel. Oh, that's way boring. It does have a buy rating on the technical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buy rating on the <laughs> actually, analyst. Shit. It actually looks okay as far as the stock goes. Uh, kind of looks like it maybe double topped a little bit or a bit of a head and shoulders at yeah. the top there. Yeah. Couldn't quite push a new high from uh, April of 22. Uh, I'm, I've, I've got hopes. I've got hopes that random, uh, yeah, random enters and it just falls. Yep, that's my hope too. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got hopes it's a bad week for Ryerson Holding Company. Right, right. Ah, <laughs> oh. did we do it, Dan? Did we make a show? I think we did. Uh, whether whether we liked it or not. Yeah. <laughs> the show is not. Anybody likes it or not? <laughs> we did it. Take that, listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to wrap us up? Oh, take us home, folks. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. We're so glad that you made it into the shop with us today. But sadly, all good things do have to come to an end, and we're kicking, no. you, kicking you all out. We do appreciate uh, your time. If you could like, share, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, tell your enemies, put us on repeat for your pets when you when you leave your house. <laughs> And uh, we'll be back at you soon. Until then, happy trades. Slam that five-star rating like it's the brakes of a train hauling hazardous materials and take care. Oh, good Lord. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. <laughs> oh, it was too soon? <laughs> No, it's it's too on the nose. Please. Oh god. Please, if you are a train conductor listening to our show, please be careful. For the love of God. Do not slam the brakes. Of course, I think they were the people striking for better rail conditions. Oh, I think they might have been. Fucking hell.